Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is The Sporkful. Today on The Sporkful, the search for perfection in chicken wings and in love with the star of the documentary comedy The Great Chicken Wing Hunt. Here's a clip. I feel like I believe that everything that you can possibly imagine existing in the world is out there, and if you look hard enough, you'll find it, you know? I really do want to find the perfect wing. I don't think there is a perfect wing. I understand what you're saying, but I want to believe that there are perfect things in life. There's the perfect relationship, or the perfect song, and the perfect day, and the perfect wing. All right. I think it's out there, waiting to be found. Are you married? <laughs> oh, I'm not married. Oh, okay, man. So, so waiting well, for the perfect relationship. This is the Sporkful. It's not for foodies, it's for eaters. I'm Dan Pashman. On the day of the Super Bowl, Americans consume 1.25 billion, with a B, chicken wings. So, it's wing season. But this show has year-round appeal because we're going to cover not only wings, but also the meaning of love. I mean, the two sort of go hand-in-hand anyway, right? Matt Reynolds is the director and star of the documentary comedy The Great Chicken Wing Hunt. In it, Matt leads a band of wing lovers that includes his girlfriend, Lucy, across a swath of upstate New York known as the Wing Belt. They're in search of the perfect buffalo wing. Not just the best buffalo wing, the perfect one. But is perfection even possible? I sat down with Matt at the Village Poorhouse on 3rd Ave in New York, and the conversation got pretty deep, even before we started eating wings. I grew up in a little town called Lyons, about two hours east of Buffalo. Um, so the wings didn't really completely get to that part of the country until the late 70s, early 80s, but I really just took to them right away. I remember there being like a brief period where they were too spicy for me, and then I started um, being able to tolerate the spice, and then the people around me were like, oh my God, there's a five-year-old that can eat wings. It's amazing. (laughs) And I think um, I liked the attention of that probably, which made me want them even more, and then I just really started to love them. Right, um, um, because there's a moment in the in the movie where uh, you're doing like some uh, radio interview, and you say, "I had an ulcer when I was eight because of chicken wings." <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Is that true?" Yeah, that's true. I had to stop eating wings for like six months, and they, and I had to drink this kind of like slimy green liquid that was supposed to help coat my stomach or something. But you're fully recovered. Yes, yes. It's, that has never come back up. Right. But yeah, I'm fully recovered. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're living in Slovakia. You've been living there for years. Uh-huh. And you decide you're going to set out and find the perfect chicken wing. Uh-huh. But not before teaching the Slovaks about wings. What was their reaction? Tell me about teaching the people of Slovakia about buffalo wings. So I got into, I came to Europe in the late 90s, uh, and this is the eastern, the former eastern bloc, the, the communist part. So there was, there was uh, less infiltration of American culture um, there, including that they didn't have buffalo wings. So I would, I would have my parents ship me bottles of uh, Frank's hot sauce, and I would throw these huge wing parties that uh, became very popular. People would bring friends of friends and Suddenly, it was a, a, a reoccurring kind of thing where every few months I would throw a wing party and 30 or 40 people would show up. And it got, like, very rowdy and very, very, very fun. And, um, and we, we decided that, that uh, the Slovaks, we would take a group of them on a, a wing tour in New York State. Like, you might go on a wine tour to France. Right. But this sounds much fancier than that. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Much more pretentious. Right. And then... Um, 
that just kind of evolved eventually into this quest to find the world's best wing. Your girlfriend, Lucy, in the yes, film, yes. she is Slovak. She She's comes Czech. with you. She's Czech, but, but all right, let's yeah, not split hairs. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And, and so my wife is Slovak right. by descendants. Right. And you dra- you proceed to drag Lucy on this chicken wing hunt. Um, now, and Lucy plays a big part in the film, and we'll talk, I want to talk more about that okay. a little later on. But first, let's talk about the wing hunt itself. Mm-hmm. Now, here on The Sporkful, we often start by defining our terms. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that in the film, you did the same. How do you define the buffalo wing? A unbreaded, deep-fried chicken wing uh, coated in a pepper vinegar sauce, usually Frank's. That was the one that was used originally. Frank's Red Hot. That's the original. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's different things, but that's the original. uh, Butter. Unbreaded and deep fried, and, and that's basically it. And then, you know, you can do a lot of different things with the recipe, um, but that, that's, the, that's the basis. So we were throwing out anything that was breaded. We were throwing out, you know, we weren't looking for a honey mustard wing. We weren't looking for a teriyaki wing. Um, now, when you set out on the hunt, you took a very scientific approach, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, and you had score sheets. Who developed these score sheets? Uh, a group of scientists at Michigan University. <laughs> yeah, statisticians. <laughs> it's funny. When we were doing it, was kind of a friend of a friend uh, who had kind of hooked that up for us. And these scientists were like, oh, it's great. You know, we, we, you know we're always doing cancer and stuff. It's fun for us, you know. <laughs> So, so cancer research was put on hold <laughs> right, right. for this match. Someone may have That's died. That's just great. So they f- <laughs> they flew in, right? Uh, and part of this part of the scorecards were a series of questions about mood and sobriety and such. They were doing the statistical regression to try to like factor out mood and fatigue, right? I mean, they were so that you'd get a nice bell curve, right? Interesting. And uh, at one point, my friend who would kind of hook this up said he turned to me and he goes. Do you realize that this guy is like the second most important cancer researcher in the country? <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Albert Levine at Michigan. And uh, so that was cool. I didn't, I didn't even realize till that moment that he was such an esteemed uh, dude. That's, he's, that's you know. impressive. Yeah. And before you set out on the, the hunt, you actually set up uh, in order to make sure that you and your entire your, your, your motley crew mm-hmm. of wing hunters were all on the same page and you were all going to be, uh, you were going to sort of set. Uh, a common mm-hmm. bar for how good is a three versus a five versus a seven right. on the scale. You did a control wing. You did a control wing, yeah. We, we stopped at a deli. The control wing was supposed to be a five, so everybody knows, okay, this is a five. So right. we're all on the same page. It was so bad we made it a three. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was interesting. That was something I w- would not have thought of if not for the guys from Michigan. And do you think, I know, I like to ask this question sometimes. I, I've taped shows or appeared at, at um, cooking competitions, and I, I'm often curious whether the chefs and there were the judges, what their opinion is about like going first versus going last. I know that you, you give the advice to people when the, wing, when the hunt's starting out. Don't give mm-hmm. all tens on the first wing because right. you need to give yourself room to go up. How do you think the order that you went in affected the judging? That's a really good question. I mean, there's... So, there, Buffalo, many of the places in Buffalo did not have such a strong showing, and I, and I wonder if it's because they came so late in the process. I don't think it's because we were sick of wings or weren't giving them a fair shake. I think it's because we were comparing them against the best wings we had had on the trip. And m- maybe because we were comparing them against such a high benchmark, we were rating them a little lower than maybe we should have, and maybe the earlier places when we were when we wanted to find something great and were excited more excited to hunt for wings, maybe we we rated them a little bit more highly. But it's also possible we'll get into this more in a minute. But 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 um, one of the 
recurring themes of the film is is this sort of tension between sort of this seeking out the perfect platonic ideal versus mm-hmm. the idea of, of evolution and mm-hmm. change and progress. Right, right, right. So, uh, it, it, which is a process that never ends. Yeah, that you never right. have a finished perfection. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that Buffalo, where the wing was invented, uh, did poorly because often I find that, that a specific region that has invented a food may not always be the best at it after yeah, a while because yeah. they're stuck in their old ways. Right, right, right. Is that possible? I think that's so. I mean, somebody in the movie posits the theory that Buffalo is kind of, that maybe, you know, some of the wings we found are part of the next evolution of wings. And, and one of the finalists in the competition, and this was sort of one of the points of controversy of the film, we won't give away how it mm-hmm. ends, but uh, he puts blue cheese into his actual sauce, which simultaneously kind of... And celery. And celery, yeah, right? Yeah, which kind of simultaneously blows your guys' minds and also sets off a heated debate about whether or not these right, are right. buffalo wings. But that's the, an example of the kind of thing that that you right. know, if you're if you're stuck in the the buffalo bubble, right? And you know, I should say it could have turned out to be bad, but it it, it it's really really great. Yeah, really something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to. I want that. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit more about the score sheet and the criteria specifically mm-hmm. relating to judging the wings themselves. What were the criteria you were looking at in the score sheet? So this is not verbatim, but it was uh, uh, quality of the meat, the frying, greasiness. So that was, you know, if it was a low score, it meant they were too greasy. Um, the consistency of the sauce, the qu- overall quality of the sauce, the uh, this was an interesting one. How, to what extent the uh, the degree of the in the name of the sauce matched the actual flavor, which is a very roundabout way of saying was a medium a medium was a hot a hot was right. it mild a mild and was there a spread? Could you tell a difference between a mild and a medium? That you know, is great. Because that, that is a classic <laughs> problem at so many yeah. at so many sort of bars that are just slinging wings and not paying attention. Yeah. Either they're all they all seem the same. Right. Right. Or they're poorly described. Yeah. So or you both. Could, you could go to a wing, a wing place and get great wings. And but the hot is not really hot enough, which we would so we would take off points for that. The most important category was overall flavor, uh, so that was weighted like forty percent against all the other categories. You know, I, I have said here on the Sporkful before that I mm. object to spiciness for the sake of spiciness. I do think that there is it's it's very very silly when you start using extracts um, to create a wing that's so hot that that. A, it doesn't have any other flavor because you're using extracts, or it has that kind of bitter... Extracts basically is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, the it, most it, intense, pure spiciness you right, can it's add. Right, it's just pulling the capsaicin out of the pepper, and it uses a chemical to do that, and then the chemical is discarded, but it leaves like a little imprint, so you can kind of taste that kind of chemically artificial flavor. Um, so it, it's it, you're not getting the flavor of the peppers. All you're getting is the heat. And, you know, you, you create these wings where you have to sign a waiver to eat them, and you have a contest, and if you eat six, they're free, or you get a free T-shirt. And, uh, I mean, I think all of that is, is pretty silly. Um, you know, it's, it's like, why not just have a contest where you let somebody punch you in the face, <laughs> or you, you slice your lip open with a razor blade? You know, like, we, we did one of those. I got peer pressured into doing that at one of our stops, and it was probably good in the film because we addressed this point. Um, Right. Actually, I actually have that sound. Um, <laughs> let, let's hear. And this is sort of the evolution as the spice sinks in more and more. Right. At first, I'm like, you know, it's not so bad. 
and then it, and then it gets bad. It's a clean burn. I just ignore it. It's I'm a fine. cauterizing burn. It is getting harder. It is hurting more. Wow. Oh, this is day one. It, it, it like it's a slow burn and it just doesn't stop building. Now it hurts when I breathe. Coming up, my conversation with Matt Reynolds gets deep. Matt said in the film he wants to believe there's a perfect wing, a perfect day, a perfect relationship. Does he still believe that now? And what does his relationship with wings tell us about his relationship with his girlfriend? Plus, we'll eat wings together, and I'll ask Matt to take a stand on my controversial opinion that wings would be better with the sauce on the side. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Sporkful from WNYC. I'm Dan Pashman. How do you like to eat wings? Do you have a preferred method or strategy? You ever tried a technique called the bone splitter? How about one called the meat umbrella? Well, we got a video up right now at sporkful.com where I get wing-eating lessons from a competitive eater named Crazy Legs Conti. And there's no quotes around Crazy Legs. He actually had his name legally changed, just so you know. Okay, so this video is hilarious and informative. Check it out. It's part of my cooking channel web series, You're Eating It Wrong. Also at Sporkful.com, a recipe. I'm not a chef, but occasionally I get inspired. I like to share my creations. Now, I don't like my wings too spicy, but I do love them smoky. So I created a dish called Where There's Smoke, There's No Need for Fire Chicken Wings. The recipe's up along with that video at Sporkful.com. Now let's return to my conversation with Matt Reynolds, director and star of The Great Chicken Wing Hunt. We got together at the Village Poorhouse in New York. At the start of, the, of this show, we, I, I played the clip um, where you say, you know, you really believe, believe there's a perfect wing out there. Um, there's another part that listeners didn't hear where your girlfriend Lucy says, well, maybe instead of trying to find the perfect wing, you should just look for the best wing, right. which is an interesting distinction. Right. Um, and I want to play another clip here. There's a moment when you're getting sort of discouraged about the wings that you're finding. And you're driving across upstate New York. You're getting sort of a little wistful. And mm-hmm. and you say some things. And then it cuts to Lucy. Right. She makes a comment. And then it goes back to you. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to that clip. I'm a little bit surprised that we haven't found more people doing great things with wings. In a way, it mirrors like a lot of things in life. Most people aren't trying that hard. Most people don't care that much about what they're doing. I feel old saying that, but like, it's my experience. It's not only about chicken wings. I think it's not about chicken wings. It's about like fulfilling your dreams. I feel like I believe that everything that you can possibly imagine existing in the world is out there. And if you look hard enough, you'll find it, you know? And maybe that's not true. What's your take on that question now? Does the perfect wing exist? Is everything you can imagine existing out there if you look hard enough? I guess I'm less inclined to believe that those things exist. I I think that um, growing up in a small town, you can kind of imagine that, you you can think that anything you could imagine must be out there somewhere in the world. And then when you have traveled and experienced more, you realize that people are very similar everywhere and that maybe there is less variation than you thought. So my thinking on that has changed. Um, 
we were ch- I guess you're chasing that moment where you just feel like I can't imagine anything could be better. Um, and I guess in your line of work, you're always kind of chasing that, which is interesting. You yeah, know, you're always looking for the, the right. You know, well, because because I, I I've been I've been writing a book, and in the book I identify this concept that I call perfect deliciousness. Mm-hmm. But I kind of describe it more as this platonic ideal. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't ever get there. But, you know, you're always just trying to get closer and closer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's kind of a double-edged sword because on one hand, on one hand, I like the idea of always striving to make things more delicious, always mm-hmm. striving at everything in life to make it better yeah, and better, yeah, always yeah. find a better way. So much of what I do here on The Sporkful is about finding new and better ways to eat. Right. So I think there's merit in the uh-huh. pursuit of perfection. But... There's also the danger of setting yourself up for disappointment. Right, right, right. It's kind of like love. Well, it's so it's interesting because I do think this relates to your relationship mm-hmm. with Lucy, which is a real part of the film. You know, as, as we said, at, at yeah. the top of the film, you're saying, I believe that there's a perfect wing. I believe that there's mm-hmm. a perfect relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's clear that you, at that point, at the start of the film, feel like you haven't found either. Right, 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 right. Even though, at that point, you had been with Lucy for six years. Right, right, right. right. Okay. Um, yeah, there's kind of a parallel to, like, making a decision about the perfect wing and making a decision about my relationship. and Or always be looking for something better. Right. You know? Exactly. Well, that's what I want to get to. <laughs> yeah. Because at times, Lucy, in the film, questions whether you love wings more than her. Right, right. And... <laughs> This is kind of, I, I was wondering whether maybe it's on some level what motivated you to go off on this hunt to quit your job and stop your uh-huh. work in Slovakia, come to the U.S. and make this movie uh-huh. and do this and bring her. It is that um, you had gotten to this point in your relationship with Lucy that paralleled your relationship to Wings, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which is sort of like, you know, it was really great, but you hadn't experienced perfection. Right, right, right. And so so you, you were feeling restless, and you're sort of plagued by this idea mm-hmm. that that perfection is out there. I mean, you've been with this girl for six years, mm-hmm. and, I mean, no offense, because I'm sure you guys, you know, you seem right. like a great couple in right, the right, film right. Right. and all, but... You've been together for six years, and she's still not sure if you love chicken wings more than her. Right, right. That's not or, a great sign. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. And so there's that, and, and then there's this idea of of I want to find perfection. Right. Um, you know, with wings, and I'm sort of chasing this impossible dream. But right. now what you're saying is that you're without me even prompting, you're comparing your relationship to wings. Right, right, right. To love, right. in that you know it isn't always the fairy tale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that a fair parallel? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I I think it is a, a fair parallel, and I think maybe uh, the process of going through this quest to find the perfect thing taught me uh, something about perfection and about life that is applicable to my relationship. I kind of go back and forth on it, to be honest with you, feeling like there's one person out there for me and kind of, you know... Uh, allowing myself to uh, indulge in the idea, this romantic notion of love, and then the more practical, cynical side that thinks that you know, you know, ma- uh, relationships are a lot of work, and and you know, that's kind of the beauty of them is that you make this commitment, and right, you, you know. But isn't that? I mean, I guess, and I think it's 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 true with food as mm-hmm. in love that that maybe the best place to be is sort of 
a happy medium. Right, right. Don't marry the first girl that you, you, you fell in love with. But That's yeah. right. Just like you said, don't give a 10 to the first wing that you eat. <laughs> right, right, right. you got to give yourself right. room but, but to right. give a higher yeah, score. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but don't keep searching forever. You know. Exactly. Just, and understand <laughs> that, you know, like, sometimes there can be two really freaking amazing wings. wings. And you might right. have an intense debate with your friends right. at the end of a documentary comedy about which right. one should win the award. Right. And, and eventually you just pick one. And eventually you just pick one. But you know what? You probably would have been pretty happy with either one because right. they're both really great wings for you. Right, 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 right. All right. Should we eat some wings? Let's do it. I'm having one while I listen to you because I'm Wait, hungry. Which one is that? Is that this hot? This is a hot one. Okay. Is that okay? Or yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. There's two different shapes of wings. This is not something you got into in the film. There are the mini drumsticks or drumettes. Yeah. And then the flats or paddles, that's the one that is the two parallel bones. Yeah, I mean, the terms that I usually use are drummy and flatty. Yeah. But there's, there's many different terms. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, do you have an opinion about which is better? You know, I don't know, again, if this is an upstate New York thing and just growing up in the region, but I'm agnostic on that question, and most of the people that I grew up with who were wing eaters are. Um, I'm shocked and disappointed to hear that. Yeah, it's funny. I, I like both. I kind of go back and forth on any given day. I might prefer one over the other. I think that the... What do you see as the pros and cons of I each? think that the meat in the flatty is a little tastier. There's more skin. Usually you get a little bit more sauce because it's a flat surface. Um, and you can kind of... If you're dipping in the sauce, um, you can, you, it retains sauce better. Um, but uh, it's more work. Matt, you're worried about more work. You're the man that is talking about this pursuit of perfection. Yeah, and you're not willing to put in that I don't hard usually work. mind. Didn't you say but... in the movie that most people just aren't that committed to their jobs? Yeah. They're not, aren't you willing to work a that's little true. harder? That's a good point. So if you if you only could eat one wing and you wanted to have the, the, the best possible taste experience, I guess you would go for the flatty. The meat-to-bone ratio uh-huh. of the flat is 0. 0.66. Uh, okay. The meat-to-bone ratio of the drumstick... 0.49. In other words, more meat to bone in the flat, plus more tender meat, as right. you say, because it's got more right. fat in it. So it's more meat and better meat in the flat. All you got to do is right. is have a good strategy to find out how to That's eat it. That's interesting. I would not have... I mean, there's that big chunk on the drum that is a bigger chunk than any possible chunk on the flatty. So that's kind of what jumps out at you, and you think, oh, more meat. But, but if you uh, remove one of the remo- bones from the flat, then right. you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's eat some wings, and we'll keep talking. Okay. I'm curious to get your thoughts. This is, you know, you and I have been getting along real well here in this interview so far, but I think that things <laughs> could take a turn south when I tell you that I believe that buffalo wings might be better when served and eaten with the sauce on the side. Wow. What, what is the advantage of... I like the idea of extra sauce on the side. Okay. But why can't the wings also be sauce? Well, one of the criteria that you talk about in the film mm-hmm. is crispiness. Right, right. Right. When you sauce wings, you are automatically reducing crisp. Right, right, right. Uh, the only counter argument I can imagine is that there's a certain sort of absorption that takes place. Yeah. When the wings sit in the sauce. One of the places that you go to in the film, they actually said that made a point of saying that we don't mix the wings with we the sauce. We paint the sauce on. We paint the sauce on because we don't want the mm-hmm. wings to get soggy by, by stirring them around a lot. Mm-hmm. So clearly it's a concern. This is a great wing, by the way. I'm so glad you yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. Why not eat wings with the sauce on the side? You know, I am not as dogmatic as one might think. I think that that could be a fine way to eat wings. To be honest with you, I'm, I, I think But is I it don't, better? Is it closer to perfection? I am open to that notion. I, I think... 
You look disappointed. Were you, were you spoiling for a fight? I want, <laughs> a little bit, yes, but I also want, I want you to take a stand on whether or not it might be better. Okay. Try it, and then... Yes, let's try it. Okay. Do you try. want to do a play-by-play, and I'll... Uh... Yeah, Matt's going to take a wing. So here's where you run into problems. So my flatty will not go into the, the, the small dipping bowl that I've been given. So I'm going to have to pour onto my flatty, which is fine, but I'm going to very quickly run out of sauce. It's, it's, it is, I believe, an inconvenient way to eat wings. But the question here is, is it better? So let's, let's set aside the, the point about it being harder for a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bite into the wing. Matt has poured the sauce over the wing. It is now biting in. <laughs> that was good. That was very crispy. Let me do a control bite of a wing that has already been sauced. Please do. We need like a crispometer, like a, a, a sort of a sound effect detector that can detect crisp and crunch. I, you know, I, you know, my snap, my first reaction is that, you know, you're, I think you're onto something here, Dan. The wings are slightly crispier when you pour the sauce on or dip the sauce on. Um, you have to go to more work, obviously, um, but um, I think they are a little better that way. Wow. Well, that concludes the interview. All right. <laughs> uh, Matt Reynolds, director and star of The Great Chicken Wing Hunt. Matt, I really enjoyed the film. I love your perspective on wings and love. And uh, you're obviously a wise man. I look forward to uh, seeing what you're going to do next. Thank you. It's been a pleasure eating these wings. Uh, I hope people enjoy the movie. I mean, I think there's something, you know, for everybody, even people who aren't super into food. But I'm talking to people who are listening to a food podcast. So. <laughs> Great Chicken Wing Hunt is available on DVD and as a digital download. You can get it at chickenwinghunt.com. Before we wrap up, we're running a cool contest here at Sporkful HQ. We're going to be giving away 10 copies of my book, Eat More Better, How to Make Every Bite More Delicious. To enter, all you got to do is to be on our email mailing list by Friday, February 20th at noon Eastern. If you're already on the list, you're automatically entered. If you're not, the way it works is give me your email address and I'll just drop you a line once every couple of weeks with whatever's on my mind. It could be fun video, a recipe, cool links, a rant, just things to make your life more delicious. We'll never share your email with anyone else. To sign up and be entered to win a copy of my book, go to sporkful.com. That's also, by the way, where you can see that video of Crazy Legs Conti doing the meat umbrella. Again, sporkful.com. Next week on the show, we're taking your calls. So the other day, I was walking through the park having a jelly donut, and I ran into this issue of wondering what level the donut should be filled at, because the one I was having as I was going through and you get towards the center had too much jelly in it in that it was, it was coming out. There are all these grilled cheese restaurants, and they, they'll have a bunch of stuff on it, but still call it a grilled cheese. And I keep looking at these and thinking, well, that sounds like a melt to me. That's next week. This show is a production of WNYC and The Sporkful. It's produced by Ann Sani. Our web writers are Talia Ralph and Alight Trong. Special thanks to Chris Bannon. Until next time, I'm Dan Pashman reminding you to eat more, eat better, and eat more better. Better.